Hello, it's Chapo coming at you with a bonus episode out today. Uh, look, uh, folks, we uh, we we you know we we we're taken to planning these episodes out, like you know, uh, and we've been planning this one for a while with our good friend Josh Androsky to come a little little bonus episode for all our listeners in the Newsom Imperium to give you sort of a a voting guide for the upcoming uh, election. But it is very hard to uh, you know plan show topics and and guests around the uh, news cycle. And obviously, the news cycle uh, in America is currently dominated by yet another unspeakable uh, mass shooting atrocity uh, that has really, uh, I think, pushed everyone to the limits of what meaning and language and just sort of like, it's just... I just feel like it, it, like it's just a moment where I know everything feels totally, totally insufficient, and it's like disgusting to like you know talk about and um, propose solutions or, or say the same shit over and over again. But I mean, also what's played out is just kind of like throwing up your hands and going, "Oh, like well, I guess nothing's going to change. I guess we can't do anything." I mean, like e- even if that may be the case, I just feel like we're passing through a membrane right now and it feels like we have just like made a covenant with evil and death in this country that is just going to choke us all. I, I mean, I know this is a really fucked up way to begin a show. We're supposed to be talking about, supposed to be hanging out, having a good time with our friend Josh here today, but I just, I'm just like, I'm trying to choke the fucking words out of my mouth, but I, I don't, I, don't, I, I just, it's, I'm sorry guys. I just, uh, this, this one is just, it's, it's, it's very hard. I just don't know what to say. I really don't know what to say. You don't want to have a go vote episode now? (laughs) (laughs) It's tough, you know, and like I said, it it just every word and deed seems just so insufficient to just the cruelty and evil that pervade our society on every level. Um, But pretending that like or just saying that like, oh, I guess there's nothing we can do um, is like, I I don't know, like the more the more we give into that are just like, I don't know, it, it feels like we're losing our humanity in a very profound way. Uh, and, and I guess that's all I have to say on that topic. I mean, I'm sure we'll, we'll have more to say about it in the future, but it's just it's I, impossible to do a show right now without uh, thinking about this shit that it just happened in Texas and Buffalo and fucking, you know, a, a dozen other places over the last year. Oh, and I'd like to also just in this, you know, tally of uh, mass murder and atrocity, I'd like to also include the American journalist that was assassinated in cold blood by the uh, Israeli military. We can, we can throw that on the list as well, but... Yeah, so, uh, gentlemen, um, I want to thank you for being here talking to me and for the listeners for uh, listening along with this because I feel like we're all must be feeling some some version of the same thing right now. And uh, like I said, all, all the words are just sticking in my throat right now. The thing that I think about with this, right, is like, so what? So the solution is like the Senate, right? And like, that's what they're telling us. They're telling us, go vote for the Senate. Uh, but... We can't get a person who actually would do anything about this past the primary, right? Like, as it looks like Henry Cular, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Uh, Henry Cellular, I believe is how it's Yeah, yeah. Henry Singular. uh, It it, it just beat Jessica Cisneros because the Democratic Party, especially on the national level, but going down to the local level, which we'll talk about later, uh, it, 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 it's, I mean, and this isn't fucking news, but like they spend their time, their actual fights are against their left flank, not the Republicans. And so to me, like my only theory of change that I can see that would actually do anything, if there's anything we can do, like the Senate might just be like an obstacle to progress forever and it might be immovable forever and there's nothing we can do about the Senate. But 
The only way that I see that we'd be able to do anything to affect this change is to start at the local level, build a fucking base, build a real fucking base, then match it with the other bases in other like regional areas within your state and then connect those and beat the shit out of the hack DCCC candidates, you know, and like get them out. Like that's the only thing I can think of is like ruin their lives. But short of that, like that might not even work. <laughs> so I, I, I truly, yeah, I, I don't know. But we, we're not going to stop this by just voting in federal elections. I know that. And like I said, uh, every, everything seems insufficient and and like stupid to say, like language itself is really breaking down and our ability to like, you know, just meaning in general is is fleeing from us. But at the same time, like as the beginning was also played out is I'm just like, oh, I, well, we like there's nothing anyone can do. And just like, you know, uh, guns, mental illness, just all of it is just all oh, we like. We just have to accept it. We just have to accept it and make your peace with it. And like I said, it, it, it just feels like entering a contract to like lose your soul entirely. And I really will admit, like it, this, this all may seem futile, but I mean, like to, to, to surrender to futility entirely is to like, I think profoundly like lose your soul entirely. So this is the, be- this is the, this is the best we got for today's episode. And like I said, we, w- we wanted to do one with the boy Josh here. We will be making fun of shitty Democrats, though, if you need something like that. That's going to be like the majority of this episode is making fun of bad people. Uh, idiots. Okay. Uh, all right. All right. Uh, enough of my uh, uh, somber and uh, gut wrenching. Uh, uh, <laughs> are you ready to laugh, folks? I'm so sorry. We have we have horrible breaking news. A dog was just run over in the parking lot. Uh, <laughs> are you ready to laugh? Okay. Yes. The the title for this episode: Dream of California Election. Hey, and also, if you're not in California, also turn off this episode. Stop listening right now. It's not for you. This is only for uh, citizens of the Newsom Imperium. Citizen, report to the vote processing area to get food rations from Gruesome Gavin. I will say, I will say though, that everybody should listen to this because one of my foundational beliefs in politics is that East Coast bias is ruining our country. Uh, so everybody, including if you're listening to this and you might be like, a former uh, former left presidential candidate than everybody likes that's like making really shitty calls uh, uh, in California elections. Uh, everybody needs to pay more attention to this shit because California and, and Los Angeles in particular, we export all the bad policy to the rest of the country. The the SWAT team, thank Los Angeles for that. Prop 22 and the gig economy serfdom, uh, thank California for that, right? Like, decimating our mental health infrastructure. Reagan did it as the governor. Like anything terrible that is going to happen in your town uh, is happening right now in California. So uh, a grim visage of your future or uh, maybe just a little bit of advice on how to stop it before it starts. So what is it? The primary is coming up, Josh. Oh, you better believe it, baby. Primary season in California is the only time that you really have to vote because all the Democrats fucking win anyway. All right. Well, I'll let's go to the rundown here. OK, who, who do we got on uh, for senator? OK, so the senator, uh, Gruesome Gavin, picked Alex Padilla, who is an L.A. guy. It's like one of the first times that an SF. Uh, Bay Area dude will pick an LA guy for fucking anything. 
Uh, but here's the problem. The like literally the only thing I've seen him do all year uh, has been to roll a tortilla in like a really fucking cool way, um, which it was really cool. But I'm pretty sure a senator is supposed to do more than that. So I, I guess he's been better than Kamala, uh, uh, but that's all I could say. That woman's never rolled uh, rolled anything. In Not her life. one time. <laughs> no, she she did. <laughs> she rolled a joint, but she never lit it. Uh, she like that's all she would do because uh, you she know, rolled world's worst joint. Asked to leave Democratic Party. <laughs> yeah, David Crosby would be like so mad. You know, you, you guys follow yeah, the David yeah, Crosby yeah, 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 joint yeah. ranking. Sure, sure. Yeah, like uh, people will send it. Will 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 we'll submit their joints to uh, the Cros for uh, for his rating on it. He he likes sort of the the more of the classic like fatter like sixties style joint. You know, he sort of sort of old school in that regard. Yeah, I feel like Kamala would like send him a picture of the joint that she rolled and he would just quote tweet it with a picture of a toilet. <laughs> uh, so is Padilla, uh, is, is, that worth, is he worth voting for at all? Or is there, is there anyone else you could vote for in this uh, in this race? Look, man, Padilla is going to win. So you might as well vote for somebody else. Uh, there is a couple candidates that uh, I, I think are at the very least worth highlighting. Only two Democrats that, uh, of interest. Uh, the first is, and I'm going to mispronounce his name, uh, Ak- Akinyemi Agbede, uh, who, based on his candidate's uh, statement, seems to be a literal human spam email. Uh, I'm going to read it for you right now. Rescue America! Three exclamation points. America must be revised, revived from collapsing. Therefore, electing Dr. Akinemi Agbede for the United States Senate is the answer. That is it. That's his only thing. Okay, well, I mean, that's good enough for my vote. I mean, if I would live in California, I'd be voting for this guy. He sort of seems like a, I don't know, he's got, he's got, he's got Queen of Canada vibes, you know? Yes. You know, like, what's her name? What's her name? The, the Queen. The Queen they have up there in Canada. She's the answer, and I think it's, uh, it is Agbede is the answer. Rescue America. Uh, and then, okay, yeah. you, also, you also have uh, Armando uh, Perez Serrato. Yes, okay, so this one, this candidate statement's a little long, but I think you'd like the punchline. So, Chris, if you don't mind, like, putting some uplifting music in or maybe something that would, like, play in an antidepressant commercial, hell yeah. Um, <clears throat> California Proclamation. My beloved Californians, I empathize without beguilement nor prejudice how solemn my words must tender to assuage your unfeigned hardship and bereavement, cloaked in the uncertainty of loss. Our prayers and condolences illuminate many a kindred spirit with honorable presence that your noble sacrifice perpetuates our united comfort of hope. I pray our Heavenly Father will bring light to the plight of the world, ease your daily crucifixion, and complete economic resurrection for our American family. This is the way. Donate today on Apple Cash, Venmo, Google Pay, or Cash App. (laughs) Then he literally lists his cell phone number and his fucking home address. It's the first Cash App in bio. I'm trying to resurrect America. Come hit my line. (laughs) Okay, that that candidate statement... That candidate statement reads like he just got hit with the Philip K. Dick pink Vallis light and then decided to run for, (laughs) for senator. Yeah, it's funny. His picture, his picture in the ballot, he has absolutely no whites to his eyes. He's all pupils. 
Uh, are there any uh, are there any Republicans uh, running for senator in California? You, you better believe it. And I think this one's got a legit shot, or at least a pretty good platform. And his name is Dunn Grundman. Dunn Grundman. <laughs> Dunn Grundman. Dunn good Grundman. Old Gitter Dunn Grundman. Uh, now look, this might be a misprint in my ballot uh, that I got. It might be Don Grundman, but according to my ballot, it's Dunn Grundman. <laughs> So I'm going to read you a, a couple of excerpts from his. Uh, his one is his was really long. Um, OK, the first line is in my campaign for sanity, my background and qualifications are the poisonous va- fake vaccines don't work. <laughs> uh, another excerpt. I am chairman of the Constitution Party of California, CP of CA dot org. Also, National Straight Pride Coalition dot org in parentheses. Straight, pri- nor- straight Pride Coalition. Yes. The Straight Pride okay. Coalition dot org. Then in parentheses, normal, natural, healthy, sane. <laughs> My normal, natural, healthy, and sane T-shirt is raising more questions than it answers. <laughs> uh, ArrestBiden.org. I mean, that's easy. Uh, they are attacking the children dot org. <laughs> Oh, they, I mean, they are, uh, so yeah, that that does seem to be happening quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, okay. This one's weird. Stop number 24.org, which like, is that an anti Kobe thing? It's uh, the sequel to the Joel Schumacher movie, the number 23. He doesn't want it to come out. It's too twisted. (laughs) Yeah. It's the number 23 got everything perfect. Why would you try to add to it? Yeah. Now, if you heard about what was, if if you, you thought you had to handle about the number 23, when you find out what's going on with the number 24, <laughs> your head would explode. It would be like the mouth of madness. We would all be running, capering into the streets. Um, okay, the next one is a racist website about Kamala Harris, whose name I won't read because I work in <laughs> politics. Okay. Um, the next one is candlecrusade.org. Excuse me? What is that? Can we get that? Sounds like a, that sounds like a scam to me. No, it is. It's an it's an anti-Semitic. It's like Hanukkah. We shouldn't be taking work off. Kids should be in school on Hanukkah. <laughs> well, fuck. I'm I was always in, I was always in school deal. on Hanukkah. No way. Who the fuck got Hanukkah off from school? It's seven days. To be fair, Josh, did you get a week off school? Look, my town was like my little suburb was like eighty five percent Jewish. So <laughs> we do things a little differently. Like our football games were literally like Goldberg throws it to Rosenstein. Rosenstein fumbles. Katz picks it up. Uh, actually, real more realistically, the football games were tonight's game is canceled due to allergies. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody put milk in the Gatorade, and the whole team has the shits. <laughs> So so uh Dund Grundman and his oh, yeah. uh, uh, sorry Dund Grundman personal- and his candle crusade you're telling me he's got a shot here to get the Republican nomination to run for Senate Well uh, yes because I think my personal favorite website of his is i am a domestic terrorist.org <laughs> Okay, now, now, okay, now, now, I think you now, if if this is the case, I think you are actually compelled. You, like, you are, it's your duty to vote for this guy in the Republican primary if you can. Yeah. Well, they don't have those anymore, right? Yeah. They don't have Republican primaries. They've just got the jungle primary now, yes. right? Yes. Okay. So, the, and this is very important. They're all running against each other. Oh, okay. Yes. Because California is such a one party state, they just do what's known as a jungle primary where if anybody gets more than 50%, literally like 50% plus one vote, there is no runoff. 
there is no general election. You win. Game over. So, yes, and it's Republicans against Democrats. So, at the very least, if enough of us vote for Dunn Grunman, then Padilla will be, uh, like, dropped below 50%, hopefully, and then we'll get to see my dream, which is Dunn Grunman in a debate. Um there's two there's two other things that he says that make me really uh, there's one that's like a knock on him that makes me worried. And then there's one that's very good. The, there's one bit of hypocrisy in his platform, which is um, he wants to promote nuclear fusion. Mm-hmm. But he also says, and I quote, say no to Homer Simpson, fake 97 percent science. So which one is it, dude? What? Homer works. Homer works at the nuclear plant. Which one it's is true. it, dude? Yeah, but he's not a he's not a very competent, you know, um, safety administrator at the nuclear power plant. So, I mean, is that, is that the import of that statement, or is he saying is he saying the Simpsons are like anti nuclear propaganda because it makes it seem like it's unsafe, or the people <laughs> in charge of it are uh, greedy misers? I think so. I think they're like, look, please, d- you take it from me, Don Grunman. The guys running our nuclear plants, they're not dumb idiots. They're not B guys. <laughs> I like okay. Uh, say so say no to Homer Simpson science. That's like that's like calling uh, LeBron and the Lakers uh, NBA championship. It's a Mickey Mouse ring. It's like I was like no, <laughs> you only you got a Homer Simpson nuclear power plants in California. We need some. They don't count. This is uh, this is Simpsons energy. It's uh, it's fake. And uh, yeah, Homer Simpson is a okay. fraud. Yeah, damn it. More people should be talking about this, especially in ballots. So the one thing that he uh, he has against gruesome Gavin, very important quote. Free deep state Patsy Sirhan Sirhan. That's a okay, message we okay. can get behind. All right, all right. Okay, yes, yes. Absolutely. Good. Yes. All right. I know who I'm voting for. Dumb Grunman. Dumb Grunman and his candle crusade. <laughs> all right. Uh so that, that's the that's the Senate line. All right. Well then we got we got uh, okay, governor. I mean, I mean, this is this is I mean, come on, gruesome Gavin, like he, this is the this is the newsome Imperium. I'm surprised he even lets people run against him in California. Are they, they were, or I don't know, they all handpicked, uh, you know, to, uh, uh, tomato cans that he can knock down easily. You know, I mean, he, he put down the domestic color revolution once. And I, you know, like, is there anything, is there anything of note in this governor's primary? So Gruesome Gavin, a.k.a. IRL Pepe Le Pew, a.k.a. Oil Can Harry, uh, he's going to cruise to re-election, dude. Um, like, we have a $60 billion cash surplus in the city of or in, in the in the state of california right now so damn uh, that's paper yeah uh and people don't go hey why aren't we spending that on all the homeless people they go oh that's a that, that's 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 nice that's good i like that we have that saved up for a rainy day um and that's even after his insane 11 billion dollar plan like i don't know if this seems like an eric adams thing to do more than a gruesome gavin thing but he literally was like uh, gas prices are up. You got a car. Here's 800 bucks. <laughs> That's not bad. I'm going to pay you bad. to drive. <laughs> Just keep driving, everybody. Uh, I think the, the Eric Adams plan for California would be to spend that $60 billion surplus to uh, bury nuclear weapons along the San Andreas Fault and just set it off all at once to let all of the energy crystals out so that when Los Angeles sinks into the ocean, it'll open up huge new opportunities for energy crystal mining in Southern California. You know, the mystics and statistics say it will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, there any, uh, there's, I, I see here there's a guy named Leo Zaki. There's a guy named yeah. Leo Zaki running against him. 
yeah, there's a really good quote in his uh, 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 ballot, which is, quote, having been a board member of the California Poultry Federation, I've experienced firsthand how incompetent and self-serving the, and corrupt the vast majority of those in power truly are. And it's like, dude, he got a fucking firsthand look at the California Poultry Federation. I can imagine there's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of dirty deals going on there. Um, I'll hold on, just back, back to that $60 billion uh, budget surplus. I mean, I... It's funny, like, I, I, I feel like I hear all the time about how California is just, like, a mismanaged nightmare and that, like, everyone's leaving the state because, like, you know, they, the, 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 the because of the damn budget. Where the fuck did this $60 billion come from? COVID. <laughs> so what, just For like, real. Not do it. Like, a ton yeah. of it came from fucking just, like, Biden giving it to us and us being like, thank you so much. We're just not going to spend this. Uh, like, we spent, like, a couple billion dollars on... Uh, the one thing that will actually solve homelessness, which is buying up hotels, motels and like office buildings and turning them into housing. But like, yeah, dude, we're just like sitting around 60 bill okay. saving it for a rainy day. Good thing. There's a, you know, you know, things are pretty chill right now. So just sort of like just keep that under the couch cushions for the moment being. All right. Leo Zaki and his. By the way, um, in, California in poultry. Zaki. D- does that last name ring a bell to anybody? Zaki. Zaki Farms, no. dog. The oh. Zaki Farms uh, heir, Leo Zaki, he's running. All right. Well, uh, he's he's sort of the uh, the the chicken tendy candidate. Uh, then I see here there's another person named uh, Marina B. Dawson. Yeah, what dude. The fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> are these all like? Are these all screen names or all these all these fucking like like Twitter names that people are running for governor? What the fuck? Marina My, B. Dawson. Yeah, Dawson, dude. Dawson. <laughs> Hang loose, Dawson, bro. Uh, she, uh, I- I'm convinced these are some Todd Gonzalez ass AI people that Groovesome Gavin had his Silicon Valley friends create to like make it look like he's running against people. But yeah. the reason I put Marina B. Dawson on there is her, she has a three word bio, which I think is pretty good. Uh, F all politicians. Damn okay. right. All right. Yeah. I'm sorry. All all of the all of the names for people running for office in California sound like the roster of the baseball American baseball team from the Japanese video game, like Bobson Dumgren or something like that. You know, you know, you know what I'm Mike Truck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mike Truck. Well, we've had some candidate statements like "f all politicians" and you know, and 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 the candle crusade, stop twenty four, uh, fake Homer Simpson science. Uh, Josh Androsky, you're, you're, let's pretend you're a candidate running for office in the state of California right now. What would be your candidate slogan? I got to say, if I had one for statewide office, it would have to be something along the lines of Texas sucks. <laughs> yeah, because Texas is going in California all the time. That's what I'm like, talking about this budget surplus shit. They're like constantly talking about fucking California like it's fucking Mad Max Fury Road out there, and they're like they they need to take in refugees from the fucking uh from the shiny Pacific coast who all want to come to uh I'm sorry the the, the like uh, a state as big as California but in every way a comprehensively more of a fucking dystopian nightmare than California is like I we like we were just in Texas and like you know I mean shit at least California's got good weather like oh wait would you like to be in a state that executes more people than the Taliban but it's 120 degrees every day and um <laughs> hey if it goes if it goes under 60 degrees the entire electrical electrical grid will go will fucking shit out yeah that sounds like a great uh, uh, oh I'll, yeah I'll, oh like for for no state income tax yeah that sounds like a good deal to me I wonder what the state in- income tax does 
Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Weird how the one with the high taxes doesn't have a... Uh, anyway, uh, but I, the thing about the Texas sucks thing is that the reason why is because Adam Curtis on this very podcast was like, we need to like wake up old stories. We need to like uh, revive old myths. And I think California nationalism and like California exceptionalism, sure, maybe it will unleash a monster that no one will ever be able to control. But at the very least, I think you could harness enough energy to actually beat Gruesome Gavin with it. Or Gruesome Gavin is the one who consumes the spice and he becomes yes, the yes. god emperor who leads jihad across the entire galaxy. As an un- that's, a cla- that's the classic irony. We need to wait. Can you imagine it? Like, like Leo DiCaprio and Ed Bagley Jr. with solar powered weapons, just like marching east across the plains. (laughs) We need to wage a Butlerian jihad against Silicon Valley first. No more thinking computers. No more metaverse. All right, uh, moving down the list. uh, Lieutenant Governor. Yeah, this one's surely. Yeah, surely. I mean, we got to get rid of this lieutenant governor position. What the fuck? It's like vice president for being a governor. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it really is just basically, uh, I think that you're, the only thing you're, like, really in charge of is, like, some vague, like, insurance, uh, like, stuff, or, like, possibly, like, some regulations, so it has, like, a sliver more power than the VP does, which is really funny, uh, but the only reason I'm bringing it up is because the incumbent, who is, like, absolutely going to win, uh, Eleni Kunalakis, uh, I've never said that out loud, so, this is like the most like par for the course California politics story. She literally hasn't updated her website since 2017. She's in the (laughs) middle of an election and you go to her website and a pop-up comes up that says we won. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, this is uh, this is thrifty budgeting. This is why you have $60 billion to play around with out, out, out of the, out on the left coast. Um, so yeah, Lieutenant Governor, uh, fake position. Don't believe it's real. Get rid of it. Okay, uh, moving moving up the coast, uh, San Francisco, San Francisco, I should say, experiencing the uh, like uh, a level of crime that would make it comparable to I don't know Amsterdam or something like that. But everyone who lives there is losing their fucking minds. And I guess like the only thing of note here is uh, vote no on the Chesso recall because I'm so sick of these fucking San Francisco people. I'm so sick of them. And they're like, you know, oh, like uh, crime has gone up a little bit. Like uh, it just, well, yeah, you live in one of the fucking wealthiest cities on the planet. Like just fucking stop fucking complaining. Oh, God. Yeah, I, I really, I, mean, I really, I really hate the San Francisco people. I can like they're the whole Chessa thing is 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 absurd. Yeah, this this new tact of blaming progressive DAs for the like the police's fuck ups. Like I've never seen this before where like the news, the media, other politicians are like not mad at the cops. <laughs> like they're not, they're, they're mad at the DA for like the cops not doing their job. It's insane. Uh, but yeah, like San Francisco, like you mentioned crime rates like Amsterdam, but every Walgreens is Johannesburg apparently. <laughs> yeah. So someone pointed out that the uh, city of Jacksonville has a comparable population to San Francisco, but they have a Republican governor and mayor and three times the murders of San Francisco. And I'm sure like their DA isn't like, you know, the son of the weatherman or whatever. (laughs) He's the son of a literal weatherman. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's Florida. (laughs) Uh, I just, yeah, like I, I would just like just out of pure spite 
for these fucking just like tech yimby assholes in San Francisco who are like, if they have to see a homeless person from the fucking orb that they levitate to work on, they think it's like society is falling apart. And it's like, guess what? It is falling apart, but it's because of you, asshole. Yeah. Yeah, man. It like, I don't really have any recommendations for San Francisco because th- that city is like pretty gone. Uh, but I mean, just follow uh, Shanti, like if you want uh, takes on San Francisco, friend of the show, Shanti Singh. Uh, she'll she'll give you all the takes you need. All right. Well, back down the coast, back down to uh, Los Angeles, Los Angeles, California. I mean, Josh, like, uh, you know, you you've you've hipped us on this show before to the uh, Los Angeles City Council and the importance of L.A. City Council people. Uh, could you just give us a br- your brief spiel again on why the L.A. City Co- Council is important? Yeah, so look, here's the thing, right? Like, L.A. County has 10 million people. So to put that into perspective, that would make it, like, the 10th most popular state in the country. Like, it has more people than the bottom 10 states combined. That's over 20 senators worth of people that are in L.A. County alone, right? Like over half of the population of the state of California lives south of the L.A. County line. Like to put that into perspective, it's an unheard of amount of people. It's a mega city like L.A. County. And L.A. City is obviously the biggest part of that is obviously the biggest part of that and drives the policy there. L.A. City has four million people. And yet we only have 15 fucking people representing us. We have 15 city council members to put like to to think about that. Like uh, the city of Chicago, uh, notoriously uh, politically above board, uh, notoriously (laughs) uh, 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 not corrupt city of Chicago has over three times the amount of representatives, like over three times the amount of democracy, Chicago uh, than Los Angeles. Uh, and, And and so. Um, like for that alone, it's 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 the most powerful uh, city council in the country, the, the most powerful municipal body in the country. Um, but it's even more powerful because of the, the the charter of Los Angeles. So we have what's known as a weak mayor system. And that's not just because of his chances in getting fucking elected or picked to be the India ambassador. Uh, by the way, quick tangent on that. Did you see that his parents hired a lobbyist? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> wait, yeah. For him? Yes. Garcetti. Right, so wait, wait uh, Garcetti. Yeah, Garcetti. Okay, whose dad was the uh, the OJ district attorney, right? Yeah, the guy and who then also, also the mayor, the right? Job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Gil Garcetti uh, fucking... Uh, so for those that don't know, the mayor of Los Angeles is like a smug uh, CAA prick, uh, basically, uh, who uh, uh, has like presided over the most insane sexual harassment uh like in his office like his like main dude is like a serial like assaulter and harasser um and he is incredibly guilty of letting it happen and so chuck grassley of all people is like stopped looking at butter cows and started ruining uh garcetti's life and so Garcetti's not going to be picked as the ambassador. So his mommy and daddy hired a lobbyist to help him. Wait, wait he wanted to be ambassador to India? Yes. Okay. That was Biden's thing. He was a Biden boy. He was a Biden boy. Uh, and from Chuck the Grassley has in- inje- injected himself into this. Like he's, he's got out of the come out of the Dairy Queen bathroom to just spike this guy's ambassadorship. Yeah, dude. It's incredible, dude. 
smoking that Garcetti pack. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, that the actual Garcetti pack uh, is funded by Qatar, uh, like <laughs> almost exclusively by Qatar. Okay, so uh, yeah, he's he's a good guy. So yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, the, the mayor doesn't have any fucking power. Like like in again, I'll take Chicago for an example. Like if Lori Lightfoot's like, this is the fucking budget, and this is what I want to do to the schools. Like that's her prerogative, right? London Breed in San Francisco is like, yo, this is the fucking budget. Um, in LA, the mayor only suggests the budget, but it's council that actually does it. So the fact that we spent, we have an $11 billion budget every year and we spent half of that on the fucking cops, like that's council, right? Everything that gets built and not built, you know, like all the fucking insanely ugly luxury mixed use condos with like a poke place and like an ax throwing bar underneath them, like that's all your council member who's n- deciding not to build housing that essential workers can actually fucking afford. Or, oh man, social housing, if you can, if you can even imagine it, right? Like, um, and climate in LA, like, uh, when you think about climate, a-, a lot of the times you think of like prime ministers, like sucking each other off in a back room at a Swiss hotel or whatever, like that's who's deciding like our climate fortunes. But LA already has the nation's largest publicly owned energy utility in the country which is kind of the first thing you'd you'd create if you were going to do a green new deal is the nation's largest publicly owned energy utility so like literally all of this shit like homelessness climate uh uh, public safety all of that like uh, that's not done by congress that's not done by the senate that's not done by the fucking president they sure they can like give money to these things but the actual policy that 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 affects your everyday life is done by your local government uh and the most powerful local government in the country is in los angeles so like basically the way to think about it is like an an la city council person like we'll we'll get we'll get to our marquee candidate here but let's say like uh our girl nithia for instance who uh you know won her election like she represents like and, and has like the power, money, and represents crucially in a democratic sense, probably more people than Liz Cheney does as the senator from Wyoming. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And with that power, I mean, she's done some incredible things. Like she she's pushed uh, the city to decarbonize every single building. So like no more fucking natural gas and new buildings. She's completely transformed the way homelessness is 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 uh, approached in her district, taking cops out of the equation and putting fucking actually trained uh, like social workers and mental health workers in those positions. Right. Like uh, uh, she's like there's real power to materially change people's lives. And like a big part of that, right, is when you're on city council, you're usually not in a body of like hundreds of people like your average congressperson is. You know, you're it's if you've got like a block of like 30 people, like, you know, in in your like big city councils, like you can affect real change. If in LA with 15 fucking council members, all we need is four. All we need is four, and then you get to eight pretty easily uh, because these people just operate off of petty personal grievances, not any ideology. All right, well, getting into, uh, you know, like really the uh, the marquee name in the L.A. City Council race, uh, you probably, I've interviewed him on the show. It's Hugo. It's Hugo. Yeah. Hugo Soto Martinez. It's all about Hugo. Like, uh, uh, you know, if you have the chance to vote for him, and, you know, like, what is it, Los Feliz, Silver Lake, like uh, East L.A., 
Uh, yeah, he, the east he side. Is the, he is your man. He is your man. Yeah, the east side. It's like Silver Lake, Echo Park, uh, Glassell Park, Outwater, uh, Hollywood, and East Hollywood. Um, and you know, the thing about Ugo is like this burgeoning movement, right? This burgeoning labor movement that we're seeing, uh, like our generation and like Gen Z, like lead, like the the retail worker labor movement, right? Like these jobs that historically, like you know, are done by uh, low wage workers to the point of like not having like any power that is like embodied in Ugo. Like he, that movement uh, the, to, to, to unionize Starbucks, to, to unionize Amazon, right? Like Ugo spent his last like 15 years with housekeepers, <laughs> like immigrant housekeepers. And, and he was able to go up against fucking BlackRock and win like fair wages, healthcare and respect on the job. And so like, we're talking about like the, there's a huge difference between like a quote unquote progressive candidate and then electing somebody who like has actually like materially in the Marxist sense, improved the lives of the working class and like has a, a, an actual pathway to doing that. Um, and that's Ugo. I know like uh, the, the fundraising has been going good, but like wh- wh- what is the state of Ugo's race right now? Like, I mean, like, I mean, it's coming down to the wire here. Like, uh, does he does he have a good shot here? He has a great shot. Um, so the best way that we know, you know, we there's and uh, just like full disclosure, um, I help with his campaign and another campaign that we'll be talking about uh, in a sec. Um, but like, you know, we haven't done any polling because polling costs a lot of money and is bullshit. Um, but we have uh, seen the opponent, Mitch O'Farrell, who you might remember as the guy that sent like 400 cops into a park uh, to stop people from having a candlelight vigil for uh, the unhoused. Um, he's going insane. Uh, he has sent uh, like a million mailers. He's getting money. So the police unions jumped in on us, right? Uh, the, the L.A. police union has dropped almost $100,000 sending fucking insane, like, fear-mongering mailers to everybody's house. The Hollywood Chamber of Commerce, um, the literal eye of Sauron in California politics, the corporate landlord lobby, uh, the California Apartment Association is what they're called, but they are BlackRock. <laughs> <laughs> like, they are, like, the corporate landlord lobby. Um, they've yeah. thrown down a half a million dollars against Ugo, to basically send people literal like like you have to see these to believe them it's like a fucking picture um (laughs) uh amber rollo uh put it great uh that it looks like a ninja it's like peering into your window and uh fucking uh then there's like two women huddling like scared and it's like in red letters like ugo soda martinez wants to get rid of every cop these are dangerous ideas like it's it, yeah it's it's insane so we have we things- must protect we must protect the silver lake shogunate from the per- perfidious ninja clan yeah they're, dude they're 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 they're, uh, they're throwing shurikens everywhere they've slain um the the the, the emperor's natural born son to uh to jump in line for their for the shogunate um yeah it, so like uh, this is this is this is this is this is the dark world of ninja assassins that uh ugo is going to usher in yeah yeah they're gonna fucking use their katanas to slice up uh your filters for your 19 dollar drip coffee <sighs> like you're fucked you um uh so th- the real thing is that we we have a legitimate shot to actually beat mitch uh, to like come in first in the primary, which is unprecedented, but only if people actually 
throwdown. There's two weeks left. There's 13 days as of today. We're recording this on Wednesday. There's 13 days left until Election Day. Um, and the other candidate that is getting all of this same money poured in against her uh, is Aeneses Hernandez. And she is an incredible candidate who's running in Highland Park, Chinatown, Westlake MacArthur Park. She fucking rules. Um, she co-led Measure J, which is the only successful uh, like divestment from the police budget that like actually went into social services. And she did such a good job running this that it won by 12 points, even though it was called like the defund the police measure. Uh, so she's actually done this shit. Like she stopped a fucking jail from being built and got the money diverted into youth programs as a fucking like 20 something. She got this shit to happen. Uh, she also worked for the Drug Policy Alliance on doing harsh sentences and like helping win literally thousands of years of freedom for people like she is a force, but she's running against probably the biggest rat fucker in L.A. politics, uh, who is Gil Cedillo. This dude is in charge of the housing committee and is swimming in developer cash. Same as Mitch O'Farrell, who Ugo's running against. They're, they're basically the same dude. They, right after the abortion ban, uh, did an event with AEG, uh, whose owner uh, is the reason why Gorsuch is on the Supreme Court. And they're like, quote unquote, progressive Democrats. So uh, he literally, this dude calls local businesses that put a &E says shit up uh, and threatens them. And it's like, like, has his like city council staff call these local, like a coffee shop and be like, hey, uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't want there to be any issues in like the upcoming inspection, would you? <laughs> Just uh, <laughs> sending Dudley Smith around to the uh, the local <laughs> panini place to rattle yeah. their cage. Yeah, dude, the fourteen dollars smoothie place is getting fucking Luca Brazzi just like waiting in line. So, uh, I mean, those are, so, those are, so these are these are two very good um, LA City Council candidates that um, are, are are certainly if you're in their district, certainly worth your vote. But if you're not, uh, your money. Yes, yes. And to that point, uh, one more one more thing about Gil. I do want to say that he got his. Uh, there's a thing called the California Public Records Act, which makes politicians release their their like calendars and schedules and gil got that and his calendar said for real uh that he went to el chapo's daughter's quinceanera <laughs> <laughs> okay, that must have well, been lit i would have liked yeah, to have I, dude, that would have gone to that party that would have been awesome can you imagine could you imagine the, the splendor at that party that was like the happiest dude, teenage girls on the planet at that party all I can think about for some reason is that there's like an alligator moat like surrounding the party, like keeping all of the boys away from like. <laughs> uh, but yes, to, to the point, like they do deserve your money uh, 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 to, to actually fucking do this shit. Right. And there's a really great way that you can support them, especially if you live in the city of Los Angeles. We are throwing a massive rally slash show. Uh, on May 31st, Tuesday, May 31st, uh, for them, uh, to, to get tickets to that, uh, you go to bit.ly slash rally for the word for LA, uh, and you can get tickets to that. You can also just use that link to donate if you can't make it because, um, all of the contributions are split between Ugo and Aeneas. And with Aeneas in particular, 
she doesn't get a, a runoff, right? It's just her versus Gil in the primary. Uh, and with Ugo, the money could make it so that he wins out <laughs> in this uh, election so that he doesn't have to do a general. These two candidates that would absolutely transform Los Angeles, uh, they could fucking be done win in two weeks if enough of us throw down. Even fucking 10 bucks, 20 bucks. If you maybe are one of those people that listens to the show but works in finance, uh, you can donate 1600 the max, the max that you could donate is $1,600. Uh, but all of the money goes towards fucking knocking on doors of like monolingual Spanish speakers. These, these districts are like overwhelmingly Latino. They're, they're, they're poor districts that are being gentrified. 12,000 people, 13,000 people, uh, were displaced from both of these districts. Um, uh, and, and that's working class, usually working class Latinos. Uh, and so like this money goes to bringing them in and like creating an actual base that will outlast these two candidates. These two candidates don't care about power. They care about giving that power to actual workers. Uh, and and I, I just think that if we're ever going to fucking fix anything, we have to start in these deep blue areas. Like my 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 theory of change is that Bernie and Corbyn lost in large part due to the fact that nobody has ever seen the government do anything good for them ever in their lives. So they don't buy it. They don't come and participate in elections because why the fuck would they? Every single person that uh, uh, they elect doesn't do shit. So if we can get in deep blue Los Angeles, a couple people that are committed left, you know, socialists uh, to, to, to legitimately like do transformational policy, then we can show the rest of the country that it's fucking possible. We can show the rest of the state that it's fucking possible and build on this momentum to actually get Medicare for all in California, to actually get a housing guarantee, social housing for all in California. And then the rest of the country can see, hey, this shit doesn't suck. And then hopefully, ideally, like the people that are... Uh, power hungry ego egomaniacs will be like, well, this is a way I can get elected is to do these wildly popular programs. Who knows? It's the only way out that I personally see. Uh, but also like, I mean, like uh, to your point earlier about like the difference between like, you know, progressive liberal Democrats and ones who come from like, you know, a, a labor, like an actual union background. It's like, you know, like w w the, the power base that you build and are ultimately accountable to will be, you know, like you said, like, you know, uh, like people who work in hotels uh, housekeepers, um, you know, like, like the actual people who have like working class jobs and not, um, basically like a kind of permanent consulting class and like nonprofit, like uh, whatever you want to call it, like the, the usual like liberal nexus of like professional scolds and hall monitors and, and wealthy people. Yeah, man. And like, look, I, I don't know how much we've like really tried this before, like to actually get people that are um, bound to movements, you know, the way that Aeneas is bound to the movement against police violence, the way that Ugo is bound to the labor movement, like they are who they are because of those things. I don't know if we've ever uh, like as a uh, whatever, as the quote unquote left, like legitimately attempted to put these people in positions of local power, like local power and then build off of that because you're not going to fucking beat your senator. You're not going to fucking take down Kristen Cinema first. You have to fucking win the Phoenix City Council or whatever before you can build a base big enough to fucking take down a, a monster like that. 
Okay. Uh, is there other? Okay. I know. Are there, are there anything else in the in the city council races of note before we get to the uh, the mayor's race? Nah. I mean, look. If you live in CD eleven, which is the west side, which is like the most toxic district in the city, to the point where like. <laughs> I'm like almost glad that it'll be the first part of LA to be reclaimed by the sea. Uh, like, uh, vote for Aaron Darling. Uh, it, it, look, there's a lane in the primary for a Bernie guy to win in that in that district. I don't know about the general, but there's a lane in the primary for a Bernie guy to win. Aaron Darling, civil rights attorney, literally has sued the city and slumlords, and like like it is a guy that is like the real deal. So. If if you live in the godforsaken west side of Los Angeles, then please vote for Aaron Darling. All right. Uh, well, let's let's go to the let's go to the mayor's race because okay, we, we keep talking about deep blue, deep blue Los Angeles, but like your next mayor may be like a proto Trump asshole. This guy Rick Caruso. Yeah. Okay. So Caruso is like an insanely interesting and like wild um, aberration. I feel like he's like. So now that everything's fucked, now that like space time, the fabric has been ripped, like there's just these kind of like interdimensional beings that like pop up and like, <laughs> like he's one of them. He's the smoothest, shiniest dude I've ever seen in my life. He's like, he's like comes out the gate fully laminated, right? Um, oh, sorry, I should mention he built the Grove and the Americana. So like he is like the luxury mall guy. <laughs> he 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 has spent 24 million of his own dollars in a quest to turn the city of Los Angeles into a luxury shopping destination. Like that's it. Like he, he that's all he really wants to do. And, and and he is everywhere. He's running a strategy that we in the um uh the the the, the lanyard biz call uh the Gabo strategy. Uh which is that he, he just fucking yells his name. Everybody is yelling his name uh, over and over and over again. And until that's all we can talk about. That is the only he in particular is the only person that's really getting any play in this election cycle in Los Angeles. Well, he's gotten all this. He's got all the celeb endorsements. Right. I mean, like you you're like I mean, he's like you described him as like a midway between Mike Bloomberg and Donald Trump, but also someone who's friends with Gwyneth Paltrow and, and, and Snoop Dogg. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And he so, you know, he's he's doing the Trump thing of like wanting to be friends with celebrities, but he's doing the Bloomberg thing of paying people to like him. So. <laughs> So it's like all like the crusty, the clowns sort of like celeb fluencers who are like backing him. Like he just got the endorsement of like Snoop Dogg, for example. Uh, and, and so he's just paying all these celebrities to endorse him. He should he should go on cameo. That seems like a oh, he could get a lot of celebs there to, to cut ads for him. Just, with a, you know, a couple hundred dollars like Eric Estrada, so that's a, maybe. That's a really good idea. And I have to reveal that. So we we. I, I worked on the um, one of these horrible recalls uh, against uh, this guy, Mike Bonin, who is like he like had a leftward journey that abandoned his horrible constituents. Basically, like he just like went off on his own path of righteousness. Um, but one of the ideas that we had uh, to fuck over the recall was to uh, do a get a cameo from Donald Trump Jr. Uh, saying that the recall was great and that he loved the recall. <laughs> oh, we got to you're going to allow the recall just with his like, all like Xanax voice. Just like, let me tell you right now. I love Jose Cuervo and this recall, baby. 
It's so funny uh, the way Don Jr. tries to talk like his dad and then like fit, totally fails at it. He tries to do like the <laughs> hand motions. He tries to do the voice and everything. And it's just, oh, God. I mean, it's like whatever he butted off of uh, the, the Trump spore. Uh, I don't know. Someone, someone dumped some chemicals in, in the vat or whatever. Or, you know, f- fucked up that, uh, that, that, that cloning process or whatever because he is a, a pale imitation of his father. Yeah, it reminds me of a story I heard from a uh, a girl who dated one of the the main this lead singer from Three Eleven, which is that he would get so fucked up that he would go do karaoke and sing his own songs, and everyone would boo him and be like, "This doesn't sound anything like Three Eleven. You suck." <laughs> okay, so that's uh, that's Rick Caruso. Uh, is there, uh, there is there anyone worth voting for in the mayor's race? I mean, I'm I'm looking at some. I mean, certainly some funny names here. Like yeah. Mike Mike Fuhrer, Mike Fur, Giuseppe Bus, aka Giuseppe Buschiano, aka Joey Buckets. Yeah. Okay. Gina, so I'll, I'll do. A, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I uh, I will do a, a very quick rundown. Mike Fuhrer uh, dropped out of the race uh, to spend more time dealing with his federal corruption charges. Um, okay, as one does. Uh, and the most impactful thing he did all campaign, and I wish I was making this up. Um, is drop an ad featuring Jason Alexander as the voice of his mustache. <laughs> okay. So, well, yeah, there's an issue with Hollywood being in this, uh, like, election, which is that everybody that has a bunch of money, like, gets, like, really slick, well-produced campaign ads that are, like, truly insane. Uh, Giuseppe Buscaino, a.k.a. Joey Buckets, uh, he is the Caruso cuck now. Um, he dropped everything. He, like, literally, like, you don't have to do this, but he is stepping down from city council to run for mayor. And Rick Caruso swooped in, stole his whole tough on crime Republican platform. And now Joe Buscaino like went from like polling at like 20% to 1%. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. And a big reason why is because um, he basically spent a million dollars on two particular things. One is um, insane videos with Napa know how style guitar music. <laughs> And the other is taking his family on flights across the country to uh, various Italian locations. Uh, (laughs) He he would do these fundraisers in like the part of Chicago that just has like red, white and green flags. So he would just go to like Arthur Avenue in the Bronx to do a campaign event for the L.A. mayor's race. Yes. Yes. Okay. Like, all right. This was like a big scandal when, like, the money, like, the first. So you have to, like, uh, uh, periodically, like, release what you're spending your money on. Uh, and his were just like first class flights for the whole family to New York City. <laughs> and, and then you would see pictures of him on fucking Mulberry Street or whatever, like uh, just like with a dude that looks like Junior Soprano. Well, you know, you know what they say a man who does not spend time with his family can never truly be a man. La Famiglia. Uh, Gina Viola, okay, so getting to the candidates that you might actually want to vote for, Gina Viola is the left candidate for mayor. She's an organizer with white people for black lives. If enough people vote for her, that would be really nice, Um, but she just doesn't have the money or the name rack to really do anything, so vote for her. Cool. Like, literally vote for anybody that isn't Rick Caruso so that he doesn't get 50% 50 of the vote and just win outright. She's cool. Vote for her. Um, the other person that you could vote for that's fine is Karen Bass, um, who is like most likely going to make the runoff. Um, she is running a 
terrible campaign. Like she very clearly has like D triple C people running her local election at, that don't realize that like Bernie won the city of Los Angeles by like a huge margin. Um, and she, her platform is pretty good. I mean, compared to the other mayoral candidates outside of Gina, she, her platform's great. But the way that she talks about it is fucking horrible. Uh, and, you know, she's just doing this, like, you know, tacking to the center bullshit. Um, so whatever. Uh, like, she's not going to hire more cops. She's not going to fucking put cops on homeless people. That's really all you can ask for from the fucking mayor. Well, uh, as long as you're talking about um, cops here, uh, <laughs> Leslie, it's the um, L.A. County uh, Sheriff. And um uh, Josh, has Los Angeles um, made any progress in the area of, I don't know, not having your sheriff's department controlled by neo-Nazi gangs? Or uh, is there a non-neo-Nazi gang member candidate running for L.A. County Sheriff? Yes, there is one <laughs> non-neo-Nazi. So there are like five neo-Nazi gang member candidates, including the current sheriff, uh, and one okay, that, okay, candidate. Okay, that yeah, no. Uh, so you get, get to the one candidate, but we got to talk about. I'm sorry, Alex Villanueva. I mean, this guy is fucking wiling out. This dude is out. I mean, I remember we had like Cerise, Cerise Castle on a long time ago to talk about her reporting on the fucking all of the gangs in the LA County Sheriff's Department. This shit recently where he's like literally going to prosecute the journalist who like released footage of like beat, like, you know, like torturing some fucking prisoner in like an LA County jail. And they're saying, like, like, that's the crime and not what was on the fucking video. Like, literally, like, just straight up freedom of press, freedom of the press issue. Like, threat, threatening, like, to bring the full weight of the sheriff's department and all their neo-Nazi gangs down on uh, journalists who cover them and all of their crimes. Yeah, dude. Uh, like, so this is, you know, we, I, I did mention, you know, Deep Blue L.A., but there is, like, a streak of, like, insane conservatism in the Democratic Party. Right. Like the right wing of the Democratic Party is in power in Los Angeles. So they <laughs> there's one thing that that they seem to really hate, which is journalists. Um, like, for example, Mitchell Farrell at Echo Park Lake at his like big thing. Um, th over 30 percent of all journalists in America who were arrested and detained, uh, they all were arrested and detained that one night at Echo Park Lake. Right. Like. Um, Villanueva does this fucking bonkers press conference where he's like, and he, he has a very like low energy Trump kind of thing. He kind of talks like a little bit like, uh, what's his name? The son of the church guy who like is always getting in trouble for doing all those parties. Oh, Jerry Falwell Jr. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of just sounds like Jerry Falwell Jr. Uh, and so, you know, he's like out there, he's like, man, we're doing a bit of investigation right now. Uh, we're, we're seeing the real, the real, the real crime here is, uh, that, uh, you know, this was this was a uh, 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 personal sheriff's department information, a compromise and investigation. And then he shows the investigation on like a big screen behind him. And it's a picture of the fucking uh, officer who was the whistleblower, uh, a picture of the uh, candidate that one of the candidates he's running against <laughs> because he's got to throw him in there and the journalist who reported it. And so this other journalist, like a, a veteran crime reporter named Frank Stoltz uh, in, in, was like, hey, uh, quick question. Um, are you investigating a journalist for this? And he was like, I'm not at liberty to discuss. Uh, and then, you know, the day after was like, uh, no, actually I'm not, 
uh, I'm not, uh, uh, I'm, I never was gonna invest. I just did a PowerPoint. Yeah, he's. But, but when were he, when were he, like we put the the photo of the police whistleblower, the journalist who wrote the story, and his opponent in the uh, sheriff's race. You know, just like sort of putting like wanted dead or alive, basically yep. like posting posting that at a press conference. Yeah, he like had he did clip art to make it look like they were like tied. You know, like uh, where the red string is like tied to them. Uh, yeah, it was really fun. Um, he's fighting with everybody, including the LAPD, uh, which is like that doesn't happen often. He's like going to LAPD jurisdiction to be like <laughs> uh, they're they're like, hey, we're in charge here. And he's like, not anymore. You're not like he's Robert Davying like the LAPD in their own jurisdiction. So everybody hates him. So right now um, there 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 is a development in the neo-Nazi gang story which is that just as, as we're recording this just yesterday, um, like one of his deputy gang members uh, who has now turned against the deputy gangs, uh, f- like uh, 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 was under oath naming names uh, of, of other deputy gang members, like under oath being televised live. Uh, and he... <laughs> Uh, during that moment, I would love uh, to play a clip of what he was doing <laughs> while that exact thing was happening. Which was? Doing a, a PowerPoint about how you shouldn't live on a, a bus because it's a bus. It's meant for, 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 for going to point A to point B, so you shouldn't uh, have a homeless person living on there. Uh, and he, would, he described what a bus is and described <laughs> what a train is. point here is planes are for people to fly. Trains for people to travel, buses, all of these things are modes of travel. None of them involve people living on them at all. Uh, Josh, I mean, the thing that one must keep in mind about buses is that the wheels on them go round and round. Uh, Round and round? Yes, round and round. So so through part of the town? Through the whole damn town. All through the town? All right, well, this is, I guess it does make sense. Um, So the last thing I want to bring up about Villanueva is that he did an insane com- campaign ad, like a totally unhinged campaign ad um, in a cathedral uh, that looked like it was filmed by whoever directs the Kurt Cameron evangelical movies. Uh, it's like him praying. He's like, God, I, I, I hope that you shine your light on all the police officers that are trying to save our community. Uh, and like behind him are like BLM Antifa, like, like holding like torches and pitchforks like behind the fucking uh stained glass uh and there there's one uh one one whoopsie uh, he never got permission to do that so the archdiocese of los angeles <laughs> made him take the video down <laughs> lord give me the strength to protect the public from violent crime in a statement, the Archdiocese of L.A. said in part the video was filmed without the appropriate approvals of the Archdiocese. Policy prohibits any filming of ads on Archdiocese property for candidates running for office, and it does not endorse or participate in political candidates' campaign activity. Which, in a, in a, in a county where 40% uh, of the people are, like, Latino Catholics, uh, not a great deal. Not a great thing to uh, get the archdiocese. Like like old abuelitas who would have never heard of this race are now voting against him because he upset their favorite uh, person 
church. <laughs> okay. Uh, is there any hope of getting this asshole out of there? And is anyone is is the prison? Is there anyone who's going to replace him? Who is like I said, not a neo-Nazi gang member at the very at the very least? Can we just person, you know have have yeah, that very the, low bar to clear for you know anyone in law enforcement? Unfortunately, no. Uh, the person <laughs> okay, who is right. going to probably win is a guy, another great name, named Cecil Rambo. <laughs> what? Get the fuck out of here! Yes. Get the fuck out of here! Yes. No! Ce- no! <laughs> fuck off! Cecil Rambo. Um, so here's all you need to know about Cecil Rambo. He shot three people in the line of duty, and two of them were fellow deputies. <laughs> <laughs> See this guy. Some people say a cab. This guy's living it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it's, it's just a, it's worth voting for for that with with a track record with a, with a KD ratio like that. I'd say he's worth worth uh, worth, worth maybe throwing a vote. A, a yeah, vote he, to our boy, uh, our boy Cecil he, Rambo. So let me read let me read this quick quote from it, an article written by Cerise Castle in Knock LA about him. Uh, quote: Rambo fired at three dogs in the yard, but missed. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. So this guy. <laughs> Well, I mean, at least he didn't. I mean, uh, at least he didn't hit any of the dogs. But what is he? Think? It's just like dog. Fucking, what? Why do cops love killing dogs so much? They so, like, it's their favorite thing to do, other than killing people. I, I, I don't know. I feel like it's like why? Because like they, they, they can do it because they can kill something that's like kind of a part of your family. But there'll be way less questions asked about it. I mean, why do hot topic teens love Morrissey? You know what I mean? It's just like something that they do. Uh, but okay, to finish the quote. Uh, <laughs> so. Deputies heard the gunshots of him trying to, to, to shoot the three dogs, prompting one of them to, to come around to where the guns were, to where the shots were. And at that point, uh, Rambo began firing at them. <laughs> uh, he fired 18 shots while the other deputies fired three or six. Uh, and uh, he... he, he, he a deputy whose name was Deputy Crookshanks. <laughs> Stop. Stop. I, I I object. I object. This whole damn election is out of order. There are too many fucking stupid names in it. Where are these people coming from? Okay, so the last stupid name is actually a good candidate who, if enough of us vote for, might actually make the runoff. He is the only fucking candidate in the in the race who who who, who for sheriff who look, I understand people who are like I'll never vote for a cop. I fucking get it. Uh, but this dude for our neo-Nazi sheriff's department where our, like, at least one of our former sheriffs is in jail for kidnapping and trying to assassinate an FBI informant who is looking into all of his crimes. Uh, there is maybe, I think, an argument for trying to get in somebody, the only candidate who has actually ever tried to hold the gang members accountable. So this dude was in internal affairs. His, his name is Eric Strong. Okay. Well, you know, um, that's, that's, that's not so bad. It sort of sounds like a, like a, like a porn name, but... You know, yes, it does. It's a little low-hanging fruit, yeah. Yeah, uh, well, low-hanging a lot of things. Um, <laughs> so Eric Strong um, worked in internal affairs. Um, so the thing... This is... This is really fun. Um, the thing that put the deputy gangs on people's radar was a Christmas party brawl between two of the gangs. So two of the gangs got in a brawl at a Christmas party and everybody in the local media was like, hey, uh, why did 
like two groups of deputies fight each other. And it was revealed that they were opposing gangs. And one of them was basically just stomped out the other one. Uh, and so Eric was the person assigned to this very case. And he was like the guy who's like six foot seven. Uh, there's only one of them. I, I know him. Uh, that guy, we need to discipline. And every other sheriff uh, official was like, I don't know who you're talking about. And he was like, there's one guy who is six foot seven, who is about six inches taller than everybody else. Oh, wait, I he's a sheriff from the he's, video. He's, a, he's six foot seven and he's a sheriff's deputy. Yeah. How come he didn't hoop? I know, man, that motherfucker. <laughs> Where's Terry Rozier uh, to tell us? <laughs> but yeah, six, seven. And and he fucking like is on the video and and like the 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 higher ups basically forced this uh, report to say that we had no conclusive evidence of who was involved in. And, and he's like, that happens every fucking time. So he has the only plan to get rid of the, the deputy gangs that might actually work, which is split up the deputy gang members so they can't be in a gang together at the same fucking station. Uh, and then also put them in jail. That's a good start. So he's sort of the the, the Edmund Exley figure in this uh, sheriff's uh, deputies race or sheriff's race. I mean, which was the guy that uh, from Walking Tall who held the big uh, oh, uh, <laughs> two by four? Uh, Joe Don Baker. Okay. Buford Pusser. Yeah, he's he's our Buford Pusser. Another. I mean, honestly, uh, another name that might fit in this election. Uh, final final question. Uh, just back to Cecil Rambo for a second. Um, those dogs he shot out were they pit bulls? I mean, he was he was in South. Okay, Florida. all right, all right, all right. So okay, all right. I perhaps justifiable in that sense. Uh, just kidding, folks. I love all dogs. Pit pit bulls. We love them. I I want to blow the whistle on hurting them. I like to blow the whistle on them hurting other people. In fact, I'm I'm blowing a whistle right now as one approaches me on the street. Um, uh, yeah, so, I mean, look, like, the main thing is that your vote doesn't fucking matter in federal elections, but it actually does. Well, I mean, Jessica Cisneros might prove that otherwise. Your vote kind of does matter uh, on if there is a legitimately better candidate. But look, you have the most power to affect real change at the local level. And all the shit that is, like, actually making your life terrible on a day-to-day -day basis is done by local politicians. Well, there we go. Um, Josh... I want to thank you for coming on and uh, hipping us to, uh, you know, the, the, you know, the greater L.A. area, but also uh, California politics. I mean, uh, you know, Josh, am I am I in Wong Kar Wai's Chungking Express? Because I feel like I'm California dreaming right now. Wish I could be out there with you fellas. Wish I could be out there. I'm uh, stuck back here on the East Coast. But uh, you know what? I do feel a little bit better. Um, you know, electoral politics aside, just because always a joy to talk to you, Josh. So much fun as usual. Oh, I love you, buddy. I love you all. Uh, one last plug for the show, bit.ly slash rally for LA. It's going to be uh, amazing, legendary 60s and 70s Mexican rock band Los Dug Dugs are playing, which is fucking insane. Um, uh, we got our boy Kush Bomb. He's going to be doing, uh, we're, we're, we're going to play a game where we uh, we get his take on presidents. Uh, we do it. We're going to do a presidential speed round. Uh, we're going to have Adam Conover. Uh, we're going to have Chris Estrada. He's amazing. Jamie Loftus. Bill Corbett is going to do a, a fucking Whoa, bit on the show. All right. Uh, and uh, we're going to have a couple more really cool special guests uh, that are lined up. 
one of whom uh, wears suits all the time and has a middle initial in his name. So if you know who that is, uh, he's really, really good at comedy. Uh, we're very excited. So yeah, stay tuned. All right. Um, and then uh, links for everything, links for all that will be in the uh, show description. Uh, Josh, thanks for hanging out. Love you. Bye. Cheers, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. It's the edge of the world in all of Western civilization. The sun may rise in the east, at least it's settled in a final location. It's understood that high